everybody. Welcome to Elder Speak, the official podcast of ElderGeek.com. You're listening to episode number 42, or issue number 42. I'm your host, Randy, and uh, with me, as always, I've got Gavin from the news. Hey, everybody. And uh, as a guest this week, or, you know, I guess just as a... Uh, welcome to the show, Patrick. Patrick from our, from our sites on the show as well. <laughs> hey. I got the two big editors on the on the... On the show tonight, this is going to be great. Okay, let's. Uh, we we don't really have a guest on the show tonight, unfortunately, but uh, there is a ton of news that kind of needs to be covered and needs to be commented on from the adult point of view. So let's uh, let's dive right into it. The adult point of view, I love it. Okay, let's start <laughs> off easy, guys. Let's go with just a little bit of a commentary here. Um, despite all of the massive installs that PS3 users have had to deal with in recent memory, most notably the 4GB install for Heavy Rain and the 5GB install for Bioshock 2, comes as a bit of a pleasant surprise in Sony Santa Monica that God of War 3 will require no install. Not a single bit, according to what, uh, according to what we have here. It's using 335GB uh, of game data on a disc, on one disc, and absolutely no install required to start playing. What do you guys think about that? I think that's kind of awesome. Um, I think it's kind of awesome, and I will be even more impressed if if, uh, if there's low or minimal loading screens. Mm. You know, and uh, and nobody has been saying anything about the loading times yet. Um, fortunately, for you know, from what we have seen about the game, I'm I'm only hearing positive news. So, yeah, I'm hopeful. Patrick, thoughts? Um, I don't have a PS3, but it sounds. So- yeah, it sounds like it'd, it'd be um, less of a hassle. I mean, you don't have to worry about long install times. I don't know how long it takes to install. You know, I think it's it normally doesn't take that long. I think it's funny when people actually do complain about install times on PS3s. It's like, put the disc in. Go make a sandwich. Go turn on the television, you know. <laughs> switch switch to the television, you know, and and watch a music video or something. They really don't take that long. and I don't know why people are, are really worried about that. Um, uh, I, I can see the complaints when it goes to a game like Metal Gear Solid 4, where chapters are broken up in between long loading times. That can get annoying. I can see that. Yeah. But I mean, coming from the PC market, you're just like, eh, um, five gigabyte install, sure. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna go make a sandwich. Yeah. yeah I'm gonna it, go. I'm gonna go for a jog. I'm gonna take the dog for a walk. I mean, I come with a PC patience, so all this load time stuff is a bit odd to me. Still a little bit foreign, despite the years and years in the console market I've been. I think that's a good way to put it, too, is the PC patience. Because on your PC, you put it in, you got to wait for the CD to be recognized in the first place, which on your PS3, it happens, like, instantly. And then you got to pick where you want to put the thing, and then you got to, you know, figure out if you want to do the custom or the standard install. And then, you know, after that, then they've got to do your DirectX install and your Punk Buster install. And, and PS3, you just put it in, and it's like, now installing. Leave yeah. me alone for four minutes. Pretty much. So, yeah. I mean, not a lot to complain about, but I guess, you know, if... You just want you've been waiting so long for the game, you put it in, and you just it's kind of a a teasing kind of a extended wait there for a little bit. I can I understand where it's frustrating, just not to the extent that many have complained about it. But we're moving on. I get something to something that I could probably complain about: Modern Warfare 2, no zombies. <laughs> <laughs> Call of Duty World at War had zombies. Yeah, yeah DLC. Call yeah, and Modern Warfare 2. No zombies via DLC. Infinity Ward has put their foot down. They want to keep the military modern realism of the franchise, so no reanimated corpses will come and attack you. Wow. <laughs> Do you think this might be what's causing the dispute? Uh, what dispute? The dispute between Infinity Ward and Activision. Ah, I, I don't really think 
So it's all boiled down to zombies, Gavin. Admit it. Okay. <laughs> Maybe the zombies took over Activision, and like <laughs> that explained a lot of their recent business practices. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, have you has have you all played the Call of Duty World at War zombie? DLC? Yeah, I have. Yeah. That yeah, is, I, that I, is I, an impressive batch of DLC. I mean, that is yeah. Probably one of the, among the best I've uh, just in terms of downloadable content ever, just for its replayability. (laughs) Yeah, it's got, you know, for anybody who has not tried it, it's basically, um, you know, you board yourself up into a a room and you and several other friends, or, you know, alone, uh, fend off a a small farmhouse against hordes of zombies. Yeah. It's like a Left 4 Dead mode in World World, World at War, in a Call of Duty universe. Yeah, I I enjoyed it. I thought it was great. I, I didn't think it was like the finest point of the entire game, but I thought it was definitely worth the DLC. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Well, a I, I I can understand the the logic behind it. I mean, modern um you don't really get modern warfare for like zombies. You get it for like the Michael Bay action. So I can understand why you know <laughs> bl- blocking blockading a small house and then playing uh, King of the Hill with a bunch of zombies may not be in the modern warfare creed. Still slightly disappointed, but again, we're going to move on a bit to Project Natal news, and apparently we have a journalist spoiling a little bit of the fact that there is a .1 second delay between making a motion and having the motion registered on on the game and in the system. Now, that doesn't seem like a lot to anyone just casually hearing it, but for a lot of the games that many people expect to be on Natal, that could be an issue, that .1 second could you know impact the really fast dramatic turn you wanted to make on a racing game, or could be like the difference between punching you know the opponent in the face or getting punched in the face in a fighting game. What uh, what's the what's the reaction time between the Wii without the uh, uh, without Motion Plus? Yeah, without Motion Plus. I'm not sure if we have a time difference there. I know it's not one one. Um, looking in here. I'll look that up. You two discuss. I, uh, Patrick, what do you think? Are, were you um, looking forward to Natal? Does this news impact your decision, uh, business decision? Uh, I mean, I was a little indifferent to the whole um, like motion sensor sensor thing. So I mean, um, but yeah, I mean, it, it'll definitely you'll definitely notice it when you're playing like action pack games. So I mean, they they probably should fix that up. I mean, if they want to make this a successful product, obviously. So. Um, but, Especially uh, against uh, Wii Motion Plus. Yeah. But I, I, um, but with the the intended casual market of Natal, do you think this will be an issue? I mean, with the Wii having been able to succeed at the market with you know its non one point one one controls, will Natal still be manage to be successful in like the casual market with a one, uh, tenth of a second delay? Um, I don't know. Probably, but. I'd say probably most of the time the people that are playing it are probably going to be really drunk, so they probably won't even notice it anyways. So. <laughs> you just gave me a great idea. Drunk in the tall party sound like a really good idea. Although, wait, no. You have to have a very open living room for that. You don't want some drunk guy of you know having an excuse to flail around in a very crowded living room, especially mine right now. He'd knock over a bunch of TV sets. But no, yeah. drunk in the tall, I'm, I'm looking forward to that. That's going to be a, an Elder Geek feature. We're going like, to post all of us drunk. Rolling around playing Ricochet. Yeah, yeah. Huh. So, uh, in my internet searches for uh, Wii response time, I uh, I, I got uh, porn. And, and uh, 
couldn't find the answer, but I found some other sites that I'm going to be visiting later. Right, right on. <laughs> uh, as far as Natal being uh, affected by by its slower response time, no, probably not. I mean, people are, you know, they're going to be developing the games around that response time. You know, to be honest with you, they're uh, they probably won't make the reaction time to be so necessary. Which is kind of a, a, a sign for what we should be expecting for what kind of games we're going to be getting out of it. We're not going to be getting the, uh, you know, Oblivions or anything like that where you've got to be swinging your sword at skeletons that are, you know, coming out of you at the walls. You're going to be getting more of the, you know, Wii Boxing and stuff like that. Yeah. Sounds reasonable to me. Um, if you, if anyone listening has their own comment on it, make sure to comment below in on eldergeek.com. But we are moving on to Nintendo. They recently had their media summit with a lot of big announcements for the community and the industry at large. We got some majorly anticipated release dates for some majorly anticipated games. Metroid Other M, one of ElderGeek.com's most anticipated games of the year, will be coming out June 27th. And um, Super Mario Galaxy 2 will arrive in the States on May 23rd. In addition, we got some announcements of uh, Dragon Quest IX being published by Nintendo, Monster Hunter 3 will have free online play for North America. And um, Sin and Punishment 2, Star Successor, will be released on June 7th. So we got a lot of major announcements here. What did you guys take away from the Media Summit? Patrick, do you want to go first or should I, bud? Uh, you go first. I am really excited about the next Dragon Quest game. I am happy that Nintendo is publishing it. I, uh, um, I liked 9. Was it nine or eight that was on the PS2? It would have to be eight. It was eight. Yeah. Kind. Okay. Well, I, I'm really looking forward to nine. Um, I think it's been a little bit too long. And Dragon Quest, you know, being the being the grandfather of all JRPGs, um, I'm kind of hoping that it doesn't let me down. I wasn't let down by eight. I thought it was a very cool game. Uh, it was a little on the kiddie side, but I still enjoyed it. Um, but it kept all the fundamentals there. You know. That's why I'm kind of excited about it. Well, <laughs> Patrick, do you have any thoughts coming away from the media summit? Uh, well, um, I don't know. My my mom just got a Wii for herself over over Christmas, so um, I think I might convince her to get Super Mario Galaxy just uh just so that I can pawn that and just play play that whenever I go visit my parents or something. Because I mean, I I I I'm, I like Mario, so. Do we need to uh, do we need to cite your mom's blog right now? <laughs> no, she she's retired from the uh, from the blogosphere. Yeah, from the political blogging. <laughs> Major loss to us all. Major loss. <laughs> well, I mean, it's not even American politics; it's Taiwanese politics. So it's a it's a whole different animal. Just go to patricksmomsblog.com. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. What I take away from the media summit is June twenty seventh, May twenty third. June 7th, all of this leaves the holiday season very open for Nintendo. Does mm. this mean that that void is going to be filled by Zelda on Wii? Um, we, the reason Elder Geek didn't have it on this top 10 anticipated is because we didn't expect it to release this year. Are we wrong to believe that? Uh, do you guys think that Zelda is going to be announced this E3 for um, holiday 2010? No. No. No, not Andy's at all. throwing it down. Not at all. I, I never. Ever, ever have we ever seen pictures from Zelda? And I'm, I'm literally thinking back as far as I can 
Like, and I'm talking Zelda so 2. Week. Yeah, to like last week or maybe even yesterday. But no, seriously, like, um, I, I am thinking all the way back to Legend of Zelda Link to the Past. I remember seeing screens for that game probably a year before it actually came out on the console. You know? Hmm. Well, I, Nintendo's Nintendo's really revoked a lot of their practices this generation. We've had multiple Mario games on one console. Um, uh, do you, do you think that they're going to still stick with the Zelda trope then, even though they've kind of manipulated other you know steady business practices they've had for decades? I, I think they'll break the. Well, they've already broken the one Zelda rule per console. Sure. Uh, actually, that that really wasn't ever a rule until Super Nintendo and N sixty four. Well, it's not know. a rule. Technically, it's just, you know... Consumer, it's just a habit. observation, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah we, I, we will see another Zelda on the Wii, but uh, it is not going to be this year. Okay, Andy is thrown down. Yeah. He, he has thrown the book at, at y'all. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, all right then, what what is going to fill Nintendo's third and fourth quarter then? Uh, Randy, do you have any um, any sort of... If, there? Yeah, if, okay, let me, let me re, let me rephrase my thing. If, uh, if, if the next Zelda is a Zelda that is in fully rendered three dimensions, like, um, you know, uh, like, what the hell was that? Uh, Phantom Hourglass, uh, then no, we will not be seeing it until 2011. However, if it is like, you know, you and I were talking about last week, where it's a, a new Zelda, you know, uh, kind of like the new Super Mario Brothers, where it's at, where it's two dimensions and top down. Yeah, we'll see that this year. Okay. So I'm still, you know, I'm still holding out hope for a Star Fox in the way, but that's that's probably not. Coming. That would be badass. Or Kid Icarus. So maybe Kid Icarus will badass. come this year. We've been looking for it for years, but as it exists right now, we got a major summer coming up for Nintendo, and all all owners of the console and fans of the company should be ecstatic with this Media Summit news. And we are moving on. Back to the installation news topic. We just can't get away from that. This time we're going over to 360, and we are going to the massive uh, install requirement for Final Fantasy 13. You guys ready for the number? This this is uh this oh, directly no. affects yeah. Azure. 18 gigabytes. Oh God. Oh. Now the good part is the 18 gigabytes does not need to be done all at once. Like you can install a disk and then uninstall that disk and then install disk two and then uninstall disk two. So you don't have to swallow the whole 18 gigs at once. But it is it's separated by about six gigs per disk. Yeah. Yeah. I but don't even have enough. Exactly. Exactly. Ooh. For all these people. And for those that have arcade units, this this basically says no Final Fantasy 13 for you. Right. Or this comes with a um, hard drive upgrade purchase. Ah. But that, that is, I mean, this is, um, there are always rumors floating around. When it wasn't multiple disc, it's huge install times. I mean, this was a PS3 game at its, at its inception. So to yeah. see this kind of disproportion is is not, you know, not completely unsurprising. But still, that is a massive number. Yeah. I asked undertaking for the game. I, I am one opinionated son of a bitch, and I have got to say, 18 gigs, that is more than enough for the entire game to be on your hard drive. You would think, anyway. Uh, well, that, this just may mean that 13 is more massive than we've been stoked to believe this past year. Yeah, it's possible. I, I, to be honest with you, I've been reading a lot of reviews, uh, you know, from, from English speaking Japanese players. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know if that's gonna if that's really the case, you know. I'm I'm trying to think through like all the all the just gigantic games that I have with 
plenty of spoken dialogue and and that I've installed fully on my hard drive, and none of them have come close to 18 gigs. You know, I've had a few on my PC hard drive that have been between 10 and 12, but never 18. Mm-hmm. You know, that's huge. Okay. Yeah, I, I mean, that that would pretty much make me spend at least 170 bucks with the game and the hard, like a new 120 gig hard drive. To, Holy crap! Yeah, I'm looking on Amazon and yeah, it's <laughs> it's insane. Wow, with that kind of, and I'm not I'm not even joking, but if you're gonna be spending that kind of money, you might as well see if you can find like a PS3 bundle. Pretty much. <laughs> well, there's no 13 uh, PS3 bundles outside of Japan. But... Which is stupid! <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, Sony has really struck out this um, this generation with hardware bundles. How many PSP hardware bundles have there been? How many oh, yeah. PS3 bundles? Oh, and yeah. now Microsoft is going to try and do it themselves. They have a 13 bundle. They have a Conviction bundle. Mm. And I just don't know. I mean, we had that... Um, Late last year, we had that survey, that uh, study that came out and said that's actually not good for game sales. So I'm not sure exactly where um, Sony would stand on it, but I'm I'm sure they definitely know they've gotten burned with it in the past. But um, this actually brings up a really good point. This is probably one of the biggest things cited by financial analysts, saying that this will be one of the rare games, multi-platform, that will greatly outsell on the P- um, PS3 version than the 360 version. And do you uh, think this is going to be one of the major reasons? Do you think it's actually going to outsell on the PS3? I don't. Well, yeah. I, I don't know. Do you, do you you think it will, though, Patrick? Uh, I, I don't know. I personally think... I, I, I've always thought that Final Fantasy looked better on Sony than it did... than it would probably look on uh, 360. Uh, I, I'm just used to playing Final Fantasy on, on the PS2 or the PlayStation on a game. Sony platform. So like yeah, PlayStation, so, PlayStation yeah, 2. Yeah, it's and that then the uh, this whole big install thing. I mean, I, I don't know how that'll that'll take with a lot of people on 360, especially with people that don't have massive hard drive space. I think I think Final Fantasy 13 is going to be a game that. <clears throat> oh, I, if everybody doesn't buy, as, and I'm using everybody loosely, everybody's going to rent and try. Yeah. And just by the sheer fact that there are way more Xbox 360s out there, I think that's why it's going to sell more. You know, mm-hmm. I don't. I don't think anybody's going to really care if if it's uh, if if somebody came out next week and said, "Holy crap!" On the PS3, um, Final Fantasy 13 is in blazing 1080p. Um, but on, on the 360, they can only produce 720p. Nobody's going to give a crap. The only people that hear about this stuff are the hardcore gamers like us, mm-hmm. you know, or, or the uh, super hardcore geeks. The, the the guys, all the guys that actually at home that own the consoles and stuff aren't ever going to hear that news. And even if they hear it, they're not going to really be bothered by it. They're still going to want to just go out and buy and play the game. Yeah. Okay. There. Uh, Randy's throwing down the book again. Just like, <laughs> he's releasing more predictions than Michael Pachter. Way to go, dude. <laughs> but I don't think that was enough. I don't I... think that was enough subtle trashing of the PS3. I think we need to move on to another news topic. And uh, one topic that we always love to talk about here at Elder Geek and pretty much in the hardcore community, home. <laughs> yes, yes, kiddies, it is time to discuss home, Sony's attempt at social networking. Home Makes beta. Good, uh, internally in beta. And Media Week recently released a report that said 
home hasn't been very hot with outside advertisers. Outside of, you know, gamer-centric, um, esque brands like Red Bull, you haven't got a lot of, uh, cross proliferation with any major brands. I mean, you've gotten the games out, you've gotten all this, and really, Media Week kind of just brands home in terms of its length on the market as just not being a success. Um, and it, what do you guys think on that? Um, I, I spoke with Nate actually about it recently, and, uh, he hates home. I hate home too. Um, but, but we both love our PS3s. Um, and we both kind of came to this conclusion that, that home, uh, even in its core concept is, is kind of stupid. On a, you know, as an opinion, you know, we, we just don't, we don't like that kind of thing. You know, we're not into the whole, um, second life kind of thing on our consoles. If we wanted to play second life, we'd go play second life. Um, when we, when we want to play our consoles, we want to play our consoles. Um, and we couldn't help but think that the amount of money that was spent and the amount of time that was put into making home could have just been used to better the network that, that Sony is currently using. So, you know, introduce a chat system outside of games, you know, make the buddy lists a little bit easier. You know, that kind of time and money that was put into home could have just been spent in so many other ways that would have improved the PlayStation 3 um, incrementally. Patrick, do you um, have any thoughts on home as an outside observer, as a non-PS3 console owner? Um, I, I don't, honestly, I'm not really familiar with it. I mean, it's just, is it just, it's just like a chat system on, on PSN or? It's, uh, it, it literally is like Second Life. You, you create a, you create an avatar and you walk your, your avatar around in your living space and oh, there are some mini yeah. games and stuff that you can play in there. And while you're in there, you can interact with other gamers, you know, uh-huh. but most of the time it literally ends up in a conga line of people humping each other. So it's, so it's kind of like The Sims then. Yeah. Yeah. In essence, but without the fun, you know, having a job and building your own home and. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> so you just, just exist. Just, yeah, just I, I don't know. I, 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 I think it's extraneous. I don't know. They, they, they could have spent that money somewhere else and just, I don't know, like imp- improve some features that, such as the, the, the whole like crapping out all of a sudden. Like, okay. we'll get we'll get to that in a minute. We're gonna get that. Don't spoil, don't spoil it for us. It's gonna be that's gonna be a major point. But I see what I see what you mean. I mean, am I the only one that actually saw the the potential value in home? I yes. was the one that wrote. <laughs> you wrote that article. <laughs> and it was a great article. It was an awesome I, article, and you were I sent absolutely it to Sony. Right. I sent it to Sony. They never responded. I think they should have. I think a, if they had responded, they took Elder Geek's advice, we wouldn't be having this issue. I'm just saying. It, it was a really damn good article. It was really well done. Right, here's well, here's what I, I want. It really wasn't a comment fishing um, comment oh, no, no, on no, my. No, I'm not saying I'm not saying it was, but like what I'm saying is, if Sony did take the time and money to to uh, in their development time, even in home, if they put it into implementing the 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 features that you had suggested, it would it would still be exponentially more. Um, uh, uh, um, successful than it is right now. And for those of you that haven't read it, go. But um, more importantly, we um, some of the issues we brought up were just um, visualizations, uh, visualizing, uh, visualizations of trophies earned in game and um, bonuses in terms of achieving certain trophies and all that, and just more variety in terms of activities and customization. 
So pretty basic stuff. And I actually thought that, uh, you know, Home has seen a measure of success. The, um, you know, microtransactions in any respect usually get success. And Sony has received a lot of, a lot of, uh, money from their microtransaction system in Home. But, um, uh, like Media Week has said, they just haven't been able to attract the advertisers. And I just don't know what they're going to do with it. Randy, um, Patrick, do you have any, uh, do you have a prescription for home? Do you have like if Sony came in as a patient of one of your of yours, you say are you gonna are you gonna amputate or can we save this limb? I say amputate at this point, and not only amputate, but give me the option to remove it from my cross media bar. <laughs> it gets in my way. I hit it almost every time I try to go to the PlayStation Store. That stupid home thing is there. And I'm like, darn you! I don't want to install you. You curse darn you? You, you? you really say darn? I, well, I, I, I say much louder and more more offensive things. You can ask Patrick while I'm swearing in the office. Um, it's normally much more colorful than just darn you. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I, I don't want I, I don't even want it on my console anymore. And, and to be honest with you, I by the time they get home up and fully operational, the PlayStation 3 will be dead. So that's not that's just on amputation. Uh, Randy wants Sony to abort like the night after prom. What? Yeah, <laughs> get it out of here. <laughs> Harsh dumpster baby right here. Ooh, okay, all right. Here's here is my one suggestion for home. While I'm running home, also run that uh, you know that that Stanford University thing where it uh, you know it does that mathematical calculation. Uh, that would be uh, life life with PlayStation. Yeah, run that in the background. Make those two um, things simultaneously. Yeah. Then I'll play okay. some home. <laughs> For those of you that don't know, Life with PlayStation is something where you can donate the energy and um, electricity using to power your PlayStation at that current time into research facilities, using it for various uh, research studies and research just in general. So it's a, it's a nice little thing. I'm not sure exactly how it works in terms of transfer, but you can see the value. And, and yeah, if you can make it, if you can make it in the background, I don't know how you would do that, but sure. I, but, can, I can tell you how it works. It's uh, it. Uh... The way they have it set it up is, um, since every PlayStation 3 is identical, they wrote a code that, uh, you know, or a program that all the PlayStation 3s run identically, and they just mini-task to all of the PlayStation 3s. So it's like PlayStation 3 in um, in Walla Walla, Washington, breaks down this little um, DNA code sequence, and, and the one in Washington, D.C. breaks down this other little one. And through through the magic of cloud computing, it uh, it sends all the data back. So instead of one computer trying to do a bazillion tasks, you have a bazillion computers doing one task apiece. Wow, so... My PS3 is infinitely smarter than me. Okay. <laughs> also, Skynet's taking over. <laughs> Again, Randy, we need to wait for that. That's coming. <laughs> yeah, we're building up to it. But we are going to move on. We're going to come back to Nintendo. We do have a launch date for the DSi XL. That, For those of you that don't know, it's the larger and more ergonomic DSi that's coming out. We got uh, 93% larger screens. Got the larger uh, stylus that looks less like a stylus and more like a pen. And uh, we've been waiting for that in the Western market since its uh, launch last year, uh, well, last year, last holiday in Japan as a DSi LL when we're finally getting it. A lot of gamers are unsure of whether or not they're going to pick this up, considering that we still have rumors of a DS2 floating around. What do you guys think? Are you guys going to be picking up the DSi XL come March 28th? If I did not have a DS Lite, I would. Um, But my DS Lite is still alive and kicking. And still okay. in active service. Patrick, you going to be picking up a DSi XL? 
If you're um, not picking up a larger hard drive for Final Fantasy XIII. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't, I don't really play much handheld games, so, I mean, uh, I don't know. I'm probably going to save my money for something else. You can play Chrono Trigger on it! <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know. No. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> Unimpressed, Patrick, because I'm impressed. <laughs> well, for those of you that want it, it's out on March 28th. You got larger screens. It's a great gift for anyone that you want to get into gaming that may be a bit older or may um, be, you know, a bit blind. I mean, the, the light. <laughs> I'm saying this because the screens are a better. They're a better vantage point. This is actually made for people that aren't necessarily that apt into just picking something up and focusing for a long period of time. So this could be, you know, the the kind of gift that you've been looking for for someone like that. It's 190 bucks. Or one eighty nine ninety nine, and it'll be hitting on March twenty eighth. So for those of you that want it, that's when you can get it. Hey, Elder Geeks, got an idea for the site, or do you have a topic that you'd like for us to talk about on Elder Speak? Be sure to drop us a suggestion on either the forums or by sending an email to info at elder geekcom Everybody, welcome back from break. We're uh, we're actually just wrapping up our discussions, or we just wrapped up our discussions about the DS um, Gigantor, and uh, and we're and Gavin was about to start us on the, on a new topic. So, Gavin, what what have you got for us, my friend? Well, I have something again for major 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 news for us elder geeks here. One of our most anticipated games of the year yet again, Alpha Protocol yeah. for, from from our uh, from the. From the game company that we secretly want to be our dad, Obsidian <laughs> Entertainment, the the one the RPG Wunderkinds that recently announced Fallout New Vegas as well for the year, but we finally have a concrete release date for Alpha Protocol. I believe it's on its sixth now. It's building up a nice little collection. Hopefully, we will not be delayed again, and we will be receiving it on June first in the U.S. And people in Europe will receive it a few days earlier on May May twenty eighth, and people in Australia will receive it a few days earlier than that on May twenty sixth. You know, I don't think that we want them to be our dad. I think uh, I think we want them to be like our cool older cousin that we see at the family reunion that's drinking beer before we get to. I was always drinking beer, Randy. <laughs> but yeah, not much to talk about on this. We um, but it's always something we want to mention. It's um, any kind of these RPGs are major for us elder geeks, and yeah, yeah especially with something as <laughs> as delayed and delayed and delayed as this. I mean, it's right up there with Splinter Cell Convention and Alan Wake. Finally getting a release date is cause for celebration. Patrick, yeah. any thoughts before we move on? Um, uh, I mean, I, I haven't really followed it, but from what I've seen, it looks pretty cool, so I'm definitely going to get my hands on it and try it out. So. Pretty cool. Pretty cool. <laughs> this looks <laughs> like what the Born Identity movies should have been. And not only that, but it's brought to you by the same people that brought you Icewind Dale series. Uh, they also brought you Knights of the Old Republic 2. Pretty cool. <laughs> I mean, you that, up, yeah. You set up Curmudgeon Randy, dude. <laughs> He's just inconsolable when he gets this way. Randy, I'm going to hit you. Down through the internet. He's going to hit you. I've got too many games to catch up on. <laughs> hey. I don't need any more new games to come, come into my life right now. <laughs> well, now, you all, now everyone listening knows how to piss off Randy. And that's always something good to know. Quick, um, quick note before we move on. Um, happy 30th anniversary to Missile Command, one of the classics. Yeah. They, re- they released an amazingly addictive browser game. Head over to the site to get the link and kiss eight hours of your life goodbye because it literally sucks up that much. But we're moving on. Just a nice anniversary to say there. 
Do you guys remember the very, very, very long ass lawsuit that's been going on between um, between Tecmo and uh, Tomonobu Itagaki? Yeah, uh, long, long time now, like two years long running, time. right? Pretty much. Well, it was. It's done now. It has finally been settled. We have um, an, a little note from uh, Itagaki himself, Itagaki-san, saying that the lawsuit has been settled amicably, and it has been done. It's over. We don't have any sort of um, official news on that yet. I don't think it's been released to the public, but that has been two years, and it's finally done, and hopefully we're going to see where Itagaki goes from here. Um, Team Ninja, of course, has moved on, um, and now they're working on Metroid. So yeah. all in all, every, everyone involved has moved on to bigger and better things. So happiness to always nice to see legal maneuvers cleared up. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. It'd be good for him to, you know, hopefully come up with something fresh for us or fresh ish. (laughs) (laughs) I don't want him to break the mold. I don't want to be to like create something that will be completely foreign to us. But yeah, this is nice. Well done, Patrick. Any thoughts? (laughs) Sorry, I'm, I'm just. Uh, Watch what you say, Patrick. <laughs> and if anybody asks you, you fell. Into a door. Into a door. <laughs> you fell down those stairs. Landed on a door. <laughs> oh, friend abuse humor. Ah, delightful. Always funny. <laughs> so are we going to ignore you, Patrick, or do you have something to say before we move on? No, let's move on. <laughs> Sorry. Patrick, we've become experts at it now. Another off-delayed thing that's supposedly still coming up there with Duke Nukem Forever this time. It's been t- almost four years now, but Age of Conan is still supposedly coming to the 360. Hi. We have an interview saying that it's still possible. They're still looking forward to it. They still want to break in. They want to be the console MMO that hits it big, and they're still trying. Yeah. I'll, I'll tell you what was great about about uh, uh, Conan MMO. Uh, okay. And I can say this as an adult. Oh dear! Second greatest pairs of boobs are available on that game. Naked <laughs> boobs on that game. Really? Wait. Yeah. No. There's there's topless women like like crazy in that game. And Wait, so uh, Randy, this is being spoken as an adult. As an adult, boobies. Really? Okay. Boobies. A, that's great. I'm gonna make that on t-shirt. Just a yeah, picture when, of you. It says as an adult. Dot dot dot. Boobies. Boobies. You know, honestly, you act like that when you're 12, and it it does not change at all between 12 and 30, and I'm assuming probably between 30 and 40 and 40 and 50 and so on. But yeah, seriously, just amazing in that game. Um, Only to be possibly surpassed by Heavy Rain. That's going to be, again, we're going to later on in the discussion. Oh, yep, yep, sorry. Great boobs are great boobs. We We just can't control ourselves, Randy. We just, we... We're ready and willing to move on to the topic, but we're on Age of Conan now, Randy. Try to right. focus. So Age of Conan on the 360, um, an MMO. It wouldn't be that bad. I think They would need to revamp the, the combat system. It would be pretty damn badass if they made it so that the combat system was not like a – not turn-based, but like recharge-based like it is in a lot of uh, MMOs. You know, if it was actually yeah. you fighting. It'd be, it would be very cool if they implemented it right on the 360, but it's it's not going to be implemented right on the 360. And um and I, and I will say one other thing about that game for an MMO, it was a graphical whore. Like it was, it it really chewed up the processors and the RAM. Um, and uh, much like we saw with Risen, where the the PC version was much much prettier than the 360 version. Uh, the, the 360 version might be the one to own just for playability sake. You know? Okay. 
yeah. rock on. But you're saying it could work, it just may not be in, implemented in the greatest way? Yeah. Yeah. It, it was a, honestly, it was, a, it was a pretty fun MMO. It had a lot going for it. And, including uh, boobies. Including the boobies. Boobies were just icing on the cake. Uh, there were boobies on the cake. Um, <laughs> they, <laughs> um, it, it really did have a lot going for it, but the, the problem was, um, it, it hit a wall where it just got really boring. Um, where it was really exciting for the first 20 or 30 levels. Um, and, and they go by quickly, but, uh, you know, after that it was just like they just stopped planning the maps or they stopped planning the missions or something. And it was just like, okay, here's an open field and go battle some stuff. <laughs> so. Yeah, that seems to be a common wall for MMOs to hit, but we don't know. We haven't seen a single screenshot or detail on this. This may just be one developer that's just moaning and pining for what he's been wanting for the past four years. But could happen, could be cool, and we're moving on. We are moving on. We are returning to Infinity Ward, actually. We had um, a couple, uh, we had a pretty big clash with them and uh, parent company Activision. Um, we have a report saying that a bunch of bouncer types showed up to the Infinity Ward studio and <laughs> put the staff on edge. There was no clear explanation giving, given, but later we had a couple of updates on a, on a senior employee's Facebook profile and LinkedIn profile that said he's no longer employed with Infinity Ward meaning that the uh, studio's second senior employee is, at the moment, a known. So this is a very interesting clash. Um, we don't really have the final details in terms of explanation, but what do you guys think of this? Pretty mysterious, huh? Bouncer types? Do you think he was absorbed into the Matrix? <laughs> Do you think he got a phone call and he was like, do what I say and you'll live. You'll make it out of the building. <laughs> I'm just going off a bunch of bouncer types. That seems very, uh, very Does, machine and machine esque. Um, I, you know, I don't know about the bouncer types. It would have been, it would have been interesting to be a fly on the wall in the room when that actually happened. What, you know, we have no idea really what the bouncer type, you know, people were. Um, for all we know, it could have just been, you know, a guy that was tagging along, just, you know, looking for the candy machine, you know. Um, it is weird that this is all coming up, uh, because this, uh, there, there's another story that kind of ties in on this is that, uh, um, Infinity Ward has not seen any royalties from the sales of Modern Warfare 2. And that's um, a lot of say that again? And that's a lot of royalties. Oh yeah, cause it, it made a ridiculous sum of money. Um, so, you kinda gotta wonder what we're gonna be finding out in the next week or two involving this entire scandal. Um, I, I think as far as we geeks go, this is pretty much as scandalous as it gets. You know, one of the most profitable video games of all time is suddenly, you know, and, and the, uh, one of the directors of, of the, of the production company, um, is now being laid off shortly thereafter. This this is kind of big. Yeah. This is the closest thing to a geek soap opera as we probably want. Yeah. So yeah. Make sure to, make sure to keep, uh, keep at eldergeek.com. We will update you with as much info as we have, but we don't have much beyond that. So do we have any final thoughts before we move on to our next topic? Oof. Yeah, I got I got a bunch, but I guess I should probably keep them to myself. My, uh, my final thought, yeah, I, I, I really do... As much, as boring as I thought Modern Warfare 2 was, Ooh. they worked hard on that. <laughs> oh, it was boring, dude. 
boring. You're just, you're just going curmudgeon today, aren't you? <laughs> Andy Rooney, Randy. <laughs> it was uh, there were there were some great levels on there, but it was not as good as Modern Warfare Two or Modern Warfare One. Um, but they worked hard on it, and and those guys that worked on that are clearly some some really skilled dudes, and and they deserve to be compensated for it. If it's their product, I totally feel that they should you know they should reap the benefits for their work. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, um, this insubordination thing that's going on, that's supposedly going on. Um, what the hell did he do? We don't know. Yeah. I will say this: it probably will not be hard for him to find a job afterwards. I, yeah, just the Modern Warfare 2 credit on his resume will probably get him in pretty much anywhere. Yeah, he could just write on his resume, I helped create Modern Warfare 2. In crayon. In, it yeah. Would still help. <laughs> so they're like, okay, um, put on an apron and over there's the oven. <laughs> <laughs> we, we don't have a perk system, but you'll know when you level up. The <laughs> Lovely, lovely final thoughts, everybody. We're moving on. We're going to continue in Activision, though, and specifically still in the Modern Warfare, or at least Call of Duty universe here. With Modern Warfare 2 being released, everyone thinking about the next in the series, which usually would be Treyarch developed in terms of how it's usually been going on. We do have a very interesting announcement, however, coming out of Activision Blizzard, that the next game slated in the franchise will be developed by Sledgehammer Games, a recently created... Uh, game studio headed by the former ma- former manager of Visceral Games, which worked on games like Dead Space and recently Dante's Inferno, and that will be bringing Call of Duty franchise to the action adventure genre. That means brutal brutal legend without the RTS mechanics. Patrick. <laughs> um. Well, yeah. I mean, this. I mean, Treyarch is good at that. Like. From what I've seen in their past Call of Duty installments, I mean they're they're pretty good at coming up with the the stories and everything, which Infinity Ward kind of forgot how to do in like the the last two. So I'm definitely looking forward to see what Treyarch has in, in store. It's well, not Treyarch I, though. You're not listening. <laughs> it's it's Visceral, and they're making it an it's action Sledge adventure Hammer game. Games. Well, Sledgehammer Games. They're oh yeah 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 yeah. Action adventure. Yeah. Uh, so it's going to be Zelda meets World War Two, which, I don't know. as you say it like that, sounds awesome. <laughs> I don't know. Well, like a, if you don't like Navi, uh, if, you, if you just like don't like Navi going, you can like turn her into a freaking grenade, just like, hey, listen, hey. Wouldn't <laughs> <laughs> that be glorious? Or it's just like it increases in volume instead of like an explosion. It's just like a very high pitched, hey, listen, until everyone commits so, suicide. Like Zelda meets World War Two, so like will it be like third person? Is that is that what they're going for? Normally, that's yeah. what action adventure oh, yeah. games do. Yeah, normal. Yeah, I don't know. I don't, Can Call of Duty work? Will it be a Will it even be a World War Two game? How will they put war in an action adventure setting? Do we know? Do God, we know? yeah, this is gonna be. This could go so many different ways. Well, um, they they the way they could do it is they could kind of do it uh, the way that uh, Brothers in Arms did it. Because, um, Brothers in Arms was more strategic, though. Yeah, it was more of a um, yeah, I mean, and an action adventure. Yeah, but if if they're gonna do it effectively, like they would have to do some sort of squad based type of thing, and then um, mm-hmm. in order to have the third person really really work effectively, kind of do it in in the style of like blend of like Tom Clancy like um, Ghost Recon type of thing. I don't know, mm. a little more tactical. Randy, thoughts? Can can we involve time travel at all in this? Lightsabers, 
with uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme, you mean? Uh, yeah, or or just, let's just steal the entire idea of, of Time Crisis and then put the, the Call of Duty stamp on it and make it third person and it will sell. Time Crisis? <laughs> you know, I don't think you mean Time Crisis. Time Crisis was the uh, rail, on-rail shooter. What was the other one that we did? Darkest of Days. There we go. Now we're talking. Darkest of Days had a great concept, but nothing else. Yeah, yeah. So maybe Call of Duty Darkest of Days. That would be kind of cool. But, you know, take one guy through all the greatest battles in history. That'd be kind of neat. With a lightsaber. <laughs> like being, like, fight against, uh, fight alongside King Leodanus and uh, against the Persian Empire with a lightsaber. Yeah. You'd be all favor for that, Randy? Yeah, you'd take an arrow to the chest and the first two seconds of the game would be over. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I think we're going to put Randy on the phone to Activision Blizzard right now. I don't think this idea is good enough to wait. You guys got to pay attention to this. Get a pen and a pencil. <laughs> but we're just, this this kind of theorizing should let you know we have absolutely no idea what to expect, and I don't think anyone else does. This is oh. a major announcement for one of the biggest franchises in gaming, so we're not exactly sure what this means. But again, it's great soap opera material, so keep it tuned to eldergeek.com for all their latest details. Yeah. Okay, and we're moving on to what we've been talking about the entire time anyway. Um, some surprising sales figures to lead us in. Um, Heavy Rain sold half a million units in its first week. That's great. Figure, Go figure. VG Charts is reporting it. They threw it down 500K. Nice. And that's pretty damn big. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I was uh, considering you know, the game structure. That was not what I was expecting. Uh, did you guys have any figures in your head? Did this, uh, did this coincide with it? Uh, you know, I, I really didn't think about it on a per week basis. I, I, I kind of figured it would sell, you know, 2 million units, but, um, or more, but, uh, yeah, I didn't think that, <clears throat> I didn't think that quickly though. That's great. Yeah. My fear is though, that now that 500,000 have played it, that, you know, next week, 300,000 300, of those people are going to trade it in. And then instead of 300,000 more people buying new copies, they're going to buy used copies. Hmm. Possibly. I think Randy's projecting here. I am projecting because I'm <laughs> getting ready to buy a used copy of Heavy Rain. I don't know about you, but I'm keeping this on like a coffee table game. Like, see, this is what games can be. Yeah. It's not all about shooting people and shooting other people. Well, that and uh, 250,000 of those people are, are going to ruin the game online anyways. So oh, getting it. It, was, it was spoiled for me when I was reviewing it before its release for the review of, for the site. Yeah. I, was, I was impressed as much as I was pissed off. Yeah. <laughs> so what was the point, right? I don't know. I mean, a lot of it is about the choice structure, and I'm not sure if the murder reveal will be... Um, will be enough to deter people. But, I mean, it's good to see this kind of game selling at least this much. A lot yeah. of it has to do with the pre-orders. I don't think it's going to be able to sustain this. I think it's going to see at least a 50% drop-off in week two, if not more. Yeah. But, again, this is a great thing to see. And if uh, Sony continues with an advertising push, we can probably see, like VG Charts predicted, probably about 1.5 million sold by the end of the year. Which, yeah, would, this... be great, which would be a great bow yeah, the game's production cost. Heavy Rain would be an amazing game to actually advertise during your your CSIs and your laws and orders. <laughs> you know, and, honestly, I, I put on the Who whenever I was using Ari in the game. <laughs> <laughs> Walking around, it was it was delicious. Yes, or, but or every time you're um, you're interviewing somebody, the the Law and Order dang thing. Does you like make a little? Um, you make a joke, like in the opening to uh, CSI Miami. 
<laughs> yeah, you put your sunglasses I, I would do it, on but then I would have to scream. Like raining out. <laughs> like Norman Jaden's putting on his sunglasses when it's not even, not even sunny out. It's like raining. Norman, Norman. <laughs> Norman. <laughs> All right, well, are you guys ready for a majorly cool segue? <laughs> yeah. Segue into the big news of the week. I, I we know what fun, it is. We have a fun fact for this uh, for this figure. Heavy Rain was the was cited by IGN, by El, by Elder Geek, by Ben the Sage, our friend over at thatguywiththeclasses dot com, and by Yahoo Games as being the game in the disc when the PS3 era hit this week. And with that, we're into the main topic for the week that we've been hinting about this whole time. PS3 got a crippling error that um that just completely ditched all internet usage, and it deleted a lot of data. I lost all of my second playthrough trophies on Heavy Rain, and anyone that was playing, I mean, we had um, IGN reported entire trophy loss for the game they were playing during it, and this happened about 4 o'clock on Sunday, uh, this past Sunday, took about 24 hours to repair, and we have received service again since then, but this has been a major PR hit to Sony, and they're going to need to come out strong what happened, why it happened, and what we have so far is that the computer thought it was a leap year. Mm. So the internal clock messed up the entire system because of it. Yeah. So what do you guys think? I mean, Randy and I were on uh, were online with each other, just like crying to each other how we weren't able to play Heavy Rain. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was going to say, you guys are probably shitting your pants while I was just playing playing my 360 happily. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Well, there was there was a lot of fanboyism back and forth going on where people were like, "Well, it's only one day, and we didn't have to pay for it," you know. So there was there was a lot of fanboy, you know, uh, flame wars being started by it. Now, this is the, the only real concern that it's caused with me, you know, once the shakes have had subsided, um, was two. Well, what what happens in two years? When the real leap year happens, are the PS3 fats going to realize that it's actually a leap year? And uh, failing that, what's going to happen in four years or eight years or 12 years? Is the PS3 fat going to think that those years are leap years as well? Um, and if it is, is Sony going to patch the system you know, between now and then to fix them? We don't know. I definitely think there's going to be something in terms of clock repair, or at least some sort of change to clock functionality in the next firmware update. Yeah. I definitely think they can't ignore this. I don't I don't really think they won't ignore it, but I'm not sure what will happen during an actual leap year. That's a really good concern for most uh for most PS3 owners. And we should note as a um elder geek uh, that PS3 slim owners um that recently have the newest SKU were not affected. It was only PS3 fats yeah. in terms of twenty, sixty, eighty and hundred twenty gig. So if it was a you know a P, uh, one of the older ones with the uh, Spider-Man three font, you may need to double check and see if your uh, save data is there. And but if you got a slim, you're good. Yeah, yeah. Kind of makes me want to trade mine in and get a slim. <laughs> I'm not joking. Uh, I, no, I mean I'm I'm laughing because it's it's true. Yeah, in like uh, I'm thinking like down the line because I don't know about you guys, but I, I hang on to all my consoles and and they all work. Yeah. But, uh, you know, if this is so reliant on the network, and if this, this particular model is so reliant on the network, and in, and in you know, 12 years, if the network does not exist anymore, um, what's going to stop this from crapping out entirely on me? Not sure. We don't, um, this actually may be a bigger consumer um, threat that Sony needs to look into. Mm-hmm. And instead of just, if Randy can think of it, other people can too. Um, <laughs> it could be a major, like... Um, this could start a console exchange. I mean, this people have done so with much less motivation. 
Uh, yeah. we, again, it's been so recent, it was just fixed yesterday, so we don't really have any sort of um, effect out of it in terms of news. We don't see any, we haven't seen anything so far, and we probably won't until probably the end of the week if anything does happen. So this could be if Sony doesn't really come to the plate really quick with a, with a response. Do, do you want to hear my conspiracy? Do you want to hear my conspiracy theory about this? No, but you're going to tell us anyway. Yeah, I am. <laughs> uh, I think Sony was wise to the problem earlier than they said. Like, I'm not saying that they knew about it ahead of time, but I think they figured it out pretty quickly what the hell the problem was. Because so after it hit, they probably knew about you know less than tw- the 24 hours it took them to do an official response. Yes, okay. yes, because they their response was it'll be repaired within 24 hours because the clock the clock on it internally changed within 24 hours to the next day when they knew it would self-correct itself. So, you know, it wasn't, the response wasn't, we're going to get it done as soon as we can. You know, hopefully you'll hear again from us in three hours. It, it's, it'll be back online, you know, uh, is, uh, we hope to have this, this, the problem resolved within 24 hours. Like it's the specific number of 24 hours that bothers me because they didn't do anything to fix it. The, the system self-regulated itself when, when, the Sony's plugged, you know, when the PS3 fats were plugged into the system, um, the ones that were, were thinking that it was February 29th no longer thought it was February 29th. They realized that it was February 28th because they saw that March 1st was coming up. Mm. Sony didn't do anything to fix it. The, the system fixed itself. Mm. So what is, what is the larger point to this conspiracy theory? <laughs> <laughs> uh, my, my, my larger point to that is, if Sony kind of knew what the problem was, or if they kind of knew that the problem was going to happen, they didn't set any countermeasures in place ahead of time. Okay. Hmm. So this could be what? So what? What is the? What does Sony hope to gain from this conspiracy of yours, Randy? Are they hoping to crash Sony computers? So then they would have to have a. They'll get a flood of repair costs. I, I worked it out that there was a presidential assassination and several upskirt shots involved in the conspiracy theory, but uh, and a few apples, or uh, you know, and and a few pieces of Eden. But um, uh, yeah, time travel. Can't go an episode without talking about Assassin's Creed. No, I can't. I love that game. <laughs> time travel. But, <laughs> Delightful. Well, everything's fixed now, guys. Um, if you weren't on site to get the recommendation to go back online from us, please do so now. Make sure you got everything. Make sure to check the trophies both on the crossbar and in-game if it offers the um, trophy information in-game just to make sure that it's there still. And if you lost anything major, which we have received some supports that uh, some reports that people have, make sure to contact Sony Support yourself and just make sure. And, hey, if you want... <laughs> Trade in the console for Slim. Yeah. What are you going to do? Yeah. Sad. Well, I think that's depressing enough to round out the, uh, round out this week on. I think <laughs> I think we sufficiently uh, <laughs> made ourselves out to be as creepy as po- as possible. Yeah. Not not a great week for games. Great week for controversial news though. Yeah. Great week for controversial news. And if you're a Nintendo fan, it was just a great week. <laughs> <laughs> True. Oh so, yay! Go for you guys. <laughs> you needed a week, man. You you guys needed a good you you needed a perk up, and you got it this week. So our congratulations to you. Yeah, we, we fit plus has taken over the week. 
Well, I guess that about wraps it up for the week, everybody. Um, be sure to check out the site. We've got the, the new episode of Spoiler Alert, which was uh, Bioshock 2. Uh, Mots has promised me that the next Spoiler Alert is actually going to be Heavy Rain, and I will be happily there spoiling the living crap out of that. Expect it. I mean, I'm, we're probably going to open with the, uh, with the uh, identity of the origami killer. Yeah, yeah. So don't, <laughs> if, you, if you don't want to know, don't even turn that one on. Um, also coming up this week, we're going to have reviews for Battlefield Bad Company 2, Alien, no, no, not Alien Shooter, Zombie Shooter 2, Patrick is working on Napoleon Total War, um, and we also have Greed Corporation coming up, and, uh, what's that JRPG that, that, um, Elliot's working on? Last Rebellion. Last Rebellion. So we got a huge week of, uh, features and new, and reviews, and, and, and don't forget oh. that later this week where it's gonna be the second part of my coverage and predictions for this year's Academy Awards. That's true. So make sure to go there and cast your own votes in the comment section for this Sunday's show. That's, that's absolutely true. Uh, pay attention to the GAV, uh, for, for the <laughs> Academy Awards. Uh, we also have a feature coming up about um, second graders doing video game reviews, which is ridiculously cute and funny at the same time. <laughs> and, uh, shoot, it's there like was another... Kids, it's like kids say the darndest thing without an elderly black man laughing at it. <laughs> <laughs> um, shit, there was one other, one other feature I wanted everybody to kind of pay attention to that was coming out. Oh, well, you'll know it when it hits. <laughs> you'll know it's awesomeness from a mile away, everybody. Don't worry. <laughs> The fallout of its awesomeness will be felt across the entire internet. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for listening again, everybody, and uh, you'll hear us again next week. Take care. Yahoo! You're all clear, kid!